This week on Chatting with the Jakarmi, I talked to that masked guy of the Captain Fizz and Masked Guy podcast. Welcome to Chatting with the Jakarmi. I'm Alex Jakarza, and this is your journey into the world of the fans of Jakara Pro Wrestling, or as we like to call ourselves, the Jakarmi. This episode marks the return of Chatting with the Jakarmi. And I'm very excited to be speaking with my first guest, That Masked Guy of the Captain Fizz and Masked Guy podcast. We talk quite a bit about what got him into professional wrestling and Chikara in particular, as well as the Chikara 101 forums and some of the great discussions that were had there. This was a very fun chat to have, and I'm very excited to be sharing this with all of you. Hi, I'm here with That Masked Guy of the Captain Fizz and Masked Guy show. Uh, Masked Guy, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I'd like to go ahead and just start with a quick introduction. Um, so if you could uh, feel free to introduce yourself to the Chikarmi. Okay, uh, again, uh, I am simply known as That Masked Guy, co-host of the Captain Fizz and Masked Guy show. Um, People on uh, the Shakara 101 forum probably know me better as Strange Brew. Um, I am uh, also the handler on the uh, 101 Colonies uh, uh, Wrestling E-Fed as uh, the handler for, uh, I think it's True North Ant and Philly Cheese Snake. Now, it's been a while since uh, I've been over there. It's been getting pretty quiet. Um, when I'm not doing, you know, um, stuff with, you know, on the 101 um, and not doing my podcast. I work in the insurance office, which brings me great shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a dad with a two-year-old, so uh, which is probably uh, the thing I'm most proud of. Nice, nice. Um, so um, kind of my first question here then is what got you into professional wrestling? Like what was your kind of first experience Oh, God, we're going to go back to uh, many, many years ago. Um, my first exposure uh, goes all the way back to 1984. Uh, my uncle was living with my parents, and he was a fan of the American Wrestling Association. And so the first wrestling match I actually remember uh, was Hulk Hogan taking on Dr. D. David Schultz and Mr. Saito. And I don't remember watching any more wrestling after that until uh, shortly uh, before WrestleMania two, when I was just flicking through the channels and I recognized Hulk Hogan. And so I could honestly say that it was Hulk Hogan that really got me into wrestling. And I be just, I soaked up as much wrestling uh, as I could over the years. Uh, I've often told people that I've been a wrestling fan for now for 30 years uh, I have watched wrestling from at least four, maybe five or six different countries. Uh, and I have over 40 promotions. So I, I have quite a bit of uh, experience watching pro wrestling. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can say I'm a bit of a fanatic. I, I have slowed down in recent years, uh, mostly because I've just – some of the stuff that uh, has been on these days, I'm kind of burned out on. Uh, I don't, I can't say I actually am uh, much of a WWE fan. I do have the WWE Network, uh, but I normally, when I'm on there, I just watch their special events 
I like NXT, uh, but other than that, I go back on currently I'm watching Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, <laughs> which I think is actually uh, pretty good. That's cool. It's awesome. Um, so then, obviously, at some point, you just you kind of stumbled upon Chikara. So, what was that experience like? How how did you find out about Chikara? Well, the first time I ever actually heard about uh, Chikara uh, was on uh, the wrestling news site uh, pwinsider.com, and they were uh, doing the results for the 2010 King of Trios. Uh, and I'm a big fan of trios wrestling. Uh, going back to uh, the heyday of WCW. And I was reading through the results, and I recognized a couple of the names, like Claudio Castagnoli, uh, uh, because I recently started watching Ring of Honor at the time. And I remember, before I even knew who they were, I instantly uh, liked uh, The Colony. Uh, and I was really sad when uh, I read that The Colony didn't win, and I had absolutely no idea who these guys were. Um Flash forward a year later, and uh, I was working in a group home, and you know the guy I was supporting is was pretty uh, self-sufficient, and he was playing video games. And I flipped open my laptop, and I went onto a website. I won't mention it because I don't want people to do what I was doing, and uh, I was looking for some wrestling to watch, and I you know stumbled across uh, a copy of. In, Golfed in a fever of spite. And mm. I recognized Delirious on there, even though it was uh, a really bad caricature of him. Mm-hmm. And again, Delirious was my favorite wrestler in uh, Ring of Honor at the time. So I turned it on, and uh, the first matchup was Sugar Dunkerton and uh, Dasher Hatfield against Liss Ice Cream. And uh, what really drew me in on that match was. Uh, they got a, a little boy, I believe his name was Caleb, involved in the match. Hmm. And by the time that match was over, I was laughing. And uh, I can honestly say that because of that match, uh, I became a fan of Chikara. And to this day, I have uh, a soft spot, no pun intended, for uh, for Los Ice Cream, and mm-hmm. as well as Dasher. And I, I, I miss Sugar. I, I wish he would come back to Chikara, to be quite honest. And I just kept yeah. watching afterwards all these other matches and everything. And I was like, holy cow, what is this? And why haven't I really heard about this before? So that drew me. I went to find stuff on Wikipedia. I looked up some of the other events. I uh, watched King of Trios 2011. I watched both nights of Chikar Source Rex from that year. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I was absolutely flabbergasted because this was refreshing to me uh, in a time where, you know, I was sick and tired of what uh, sports entertainment was providing. Uh, this reminded me of why I was a wrestling fan when I was young. Nice. Um, and so, I mean, as you know, time went on, I, I went off, I, uh, I got high noon, which I thought was, Mm-hmm. Was great. I'm I'm so glad I I saw that event. I it was an awesome show, and I just sort of followed uh, you know the uh, Chikara over the years. I don't actually own any copies of any of the DVDs, uh, but that was largely because I don't normally you know keep any DVDs at home anymore, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much uh, because I live in Canada. Uh, it is. Uh, 
it can get kind of pricey to go off and to order stuff uh, from the United States. And so I was really content to go off and to, you know, watch the occasional IP pay-per-view and uh, to go off and read the results. And, you know, it just kind of progressed from there. Uh, I didn't actually discover uh, the Chikara 101 forum until uh, probably uh, after, you know, the shutdown happened. Hmm. Uh yeah. That kind of, and I was, I thought Chikara was dead at the time. And then I stumbled across the Ashes videos on YouTube. Yeah. And I was, you know, it's like, what's this? And so I started talking with some people, uh, uh, you know, in the discussion area below the videos. And they directed me to, you know, Chikara 101. And I was absolutely flabbergasted uh, just by what I saw. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen or heard you know anything like this i mean you guys are absolutely rabid uh and just the intelligence of some of the stuff i i've noted a couple times just i can't believe the discussions that we have on there and that i mean i can't imagine you know anyone doing you know having such educational or um discussions uh, you know, for any other wrestling promotion, particularly, I mean, I mean, recently I've been talking about, you know, Archie's, you know, time traveling. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that just absolutely floored me. And I mean, uh, while uh, everything was kind of wrapping up with ashes, we were talking about Ragnarok Yeah. and just some of the things. And I was like, guys, I, I just bow to your wisdom here. I mean, I, I always thought I was a bit of a geek. But I mean, and I, I, I love the word geek. If you, if you listen to my podcast, we talk a lot about geeky stuff, but I mean, you guys, you absolutely took it to the next level. And I, that was something I really appreciated. Um, it, you know, I discovered, uh, you know, the one-on-one, you know, during a, a bit of a dark time in my life, my son had been born, but uh, I had lost my job and just everything just was, you know, seemed to really suck. And so, I mean, it helped keep me, you know, happy, kept me floated until I could kind of get myself back on my feet. Yeah. Maybe I'm giving you too much details. No, here. that's fine. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's really cool to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you about, especially about like the one-on-one forums. I remember I first kind of stumbled across them, I think, I want to say either 2011 or 2012. And, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of great discussions coming out of there, especially during that shutdown angle. Because um, I feel like the the whole Ashes of Chikara thing was very, it was kind of divisive for some fans. Like, some people either loved the whole storyline or they were like, mm, I don't know about that. But people were still talking about it either way, and it definitely drove a lot of traffic to the forums. Oh, absolutely, it did. I, I just, I, I remember uh, that scavenger hunt, and mm. you know, sitting there. And unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to watch the, the, the live video that uh, was going on with you know Babs and uh, several of the others. But I remember yeah. going back and you know checking on the forum, and, you know. And just like think of wow, I mean, what other promotion would would go to such levels to go off, you know, to draw its fans in? 
and I mean, I, I bowed, <laughs> I bowed <laughs> to the the wisdom uh, of Mike Quackenbush and everyone else that it's involved, you know, behind the scenes in Chikara. I mean, yeah. it, honestly, I mean, I can honestly say I don't check out stuff with WWE every day. I'm on Chikara one on one, probably in about ten times a day, <laughs> just to check yeah, out yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and I can honestly say, I mean, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's become almost a spiritual, uh, experience for me, which, you know, it's kind of, you know, some people might say it's kind of sad, but I mean, I, I just enjoy being around, you know, around, uh, everyone there. You know, my father's often told me that, you know, get around the people that you want to be like, Hmm. And honestly, I mean, you know, being, you know, these are the guys like you and everyone else that's over at Chicago 101. You're the guys that I want to go off and hang with <laughs> on sub level. I mean, here I am. I, as far as I know, I am the only uh, Chikara fan in all of, you know, Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is the <laughs> center of, of Canada. I don't know of another fan here in Manitoba whatsoever. And so, I mean, you guys, I mean, they're, they're kind of, you know, what keeps me, you know, hooked in and involved. Yeah, I, I, I know there's like, there's been like pockets of, of fans throughout Canada. And I know there's a group that was known as the, what they call the A team. I don't uh, know if they're from Manitoba. Canadian A or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if they're still involved. They're from, uh, from Ontario. There we um, yeah. Canadian Ants. Uh, he lives <laughs> over in uh, in BC, mm. so um, right. I, yeah. So I mean, I know. I mean, there's a there's a few you know of us you know out there, but I mean, if we do see. I mean, Canada is. I mean, we're the second biggest country. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we're also our unless you you are in like southern Ontario or Quebec, a lot, most of our cities are pretty scattered. Yeah, no. I was gonna say I understand. I understand. I understand that because uh, sometimes I might. I kind of feel like I'm one of the few uh, Chikara fans out in Southern California. Yeah. I don't know too many of them. Like I, I talk to people about it, and it's like, you know. So it's like, yeah, no, I kind of hear you, but I think just it does say something to the the Chikara product that you have fans from just about everywhere. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just the fact that I mean, you know, Chikara had that you know really successful tour in Great Britain last year. Mm. I mean, that that kind of shows you just how you know much of an impact that it's had. I mean, you know, I I am gonna you know come straight out there. I mean, and say you know, I honestly think that Chikara might be one of the most underrated. Uh, companies out there. I think uh, a lot of people go off and kind of dismiss it because of all the, the cartoony, you know, aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I mean, that was what kind of drew me in. I, I look at, you know, Chikara and I'm thinking, okay, when my son is, you know, three or four or five and, you know, if he wants to go off and sit down and watch wrestling with me, I, I mean, I'm going to go off and you know, turn on, you know, Chikartopia and, you know, sit down and watch it with him. I mean, it's, you know, these are the, you know, the superheroes, 
know, these are, you know, the cartoon characters, that, yeah. the larger-than-life personas, uh, and, you know, just the amazing things that some of these guys did. I mean, um, the, I, the only time I've ever, that just recently from this year's uh, season finale, I for the first time ever, I actually ordered uh, an event, and I have a digital copy, and I watched it, and just some of the emotions and everything. Like, who knew that, you know, two guys dressed up like ants would, you know, mm-hmm. bring such an emotional response I mean, we talk about this a lot on on Chicago 101. I know Bryce has went off and you know message, you know, talked about it on Twitter, on his Facebook, and everything about just how emotional that whole thing was. But I mean, it was so well written. I mean, it's kind of like a comic book. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about that all the time, you know, oh, yeah. comic book aspects of it, and you know. It just, I mean, just kind of floored me about, you know, some of the stuff that just happened that night. Some of the things that Fire Ant, you know, and Soldier were just doing, like, when Fire climbed up the, the post and jumped on yeah. all these people. I mean, yeah. just, just, I'm thinking, you know, this is, you know, what I love about wrestling. This is what I want, you know, my son to be able to see. This is what, you know... When I want to introduce people who don't know what professional wrestling is, I would rather point them towards Chikara than towards WWE or well, TNA, which I haven't watched in years, mm-hmm. or even Ring of Honor, which I mean, I honestly think has got some of the best pure wrestling in the industry. But I mean, for me, I mean, Chikara is kind of like this is where I want, you know, I think we need to start, especially with, you know, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe me again i i mean i'm 30 <laughs> some odd years old you know <laughs> and uh but i mean th- this i mean maybe it's the, it's the daddy you know coming out and me uh because you know there's stuff like that the recent you know uh you know pay-per-view wwe did kind of you know some of the stuff that was going on there kind of turned me off mm. But, I mean, then I went off and watched, you know, Chikara, and I was laughing and crying and, you know, said, okay, this is good. This mm-hmm. this brings my faith back to uh, to the, you know, to professional wrestling. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's really cool. Yeah, like, I think it, like I said, it, I think it speaks a lot to what Chikara means to people when you have, you know, when you have something where it's like, this is what I want to show people that don't even know what wrestling looks like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, kind of moving along a little bit. So I think you kind of touched on some of it. What would you say would be some of your favorite moments, memories, et cetera, from, uh, Chikara in the past? Um, well, I mean, just maybe because, uh, it's most recent, but the, um, the whole finale to the match between uh, Soldier and Fire uh, at Top Banana. I mean, mm, I, I yeah. am a big enough man to admit that I went off and I cried. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was, you know, a, it was very emotional. I thought it was a great way to go in and and uh, oh, yeah. end the storyline. I'm kind of interested to see exactly where they go because this is the first time uh, since Pinky went off and pretended to be Carpenter Ant. That there's been four members of the colony, right? Real members of the colony. I'm not talking yeah. about you know uh, the the swarm and you know what have you. 
Right, in the extreme force. Extreme, yeah. yeah, the, uh, no, yeah, yeah. The, the, the extreme farce, as I, as I refer <laughs> to them as. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this. I'm actually wondering if, um, because, you know, it's a big thing with your car, I'm wondering if they're going to go off and start mimicking uh, some of the stuff. I mean, we've often referred to Soldier as Winter Soldier Ant. Mm. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we might see some of the the Civil War things get mimicked, uh, okay. you know, in this coming season. Yeah, but, yeah, I think it would, you know, if it if any place would kind of mimic the comic book elements and storylines, it would probably be Chikara. So yeah. we'll definitely see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of my other uh, favorite moments, uh, again, uh, it has to go back to the first matchup I ever saw. Uh, with the throwbacks against Los Ice Cream, uh, with Lil Caleb. I mean, that mm-hmm. ma- match was a hoot. Uh, and, I mean, I've told Dasher on Twitter that, I mean, that's the reason why, you know, I became a fan uh, of uh, of Chikara. Mm-hmm. And nice. uh, so, I mean, and I, I, I don't know. I really wish uh, I went down to Minneapolis uh, to see making a stand, and I really wish Dasher had been there because I really would have liked to have told him in person. Uh, but I mean, I gotta meet Icarus, and I, I mean, Jimmy, right now, Icarus is the man, he's probably my favorite wrestler there. Um, so when uh, when they came back after you know, uh, you know, the ashes and everything, when yeah. uh, Icarus won the grand championship from Eddie Kingston. That was another one of the big moments uh, for me. Uh, I don't know. I think I, and maybe this is a little bit twisted, but uh, when Deculon went off and killed Cobalt, mm. that was kind of like that. That kind of stands out in my mind. Mm. Uh, I just I, I remember I you know after saw that I tweeted says, "Oh my God, you killed." You know, cobalt, and use some colorful language <laughs> <laughs> for, a, for a full South Park reference. Right, um, right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean that uh, that was that was just something that you know really stuck out in my mind. Much like when you know at at, uh, at the season finale that year, where he came out with all those masks. Yeah, and I just thought, man, this is sick. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like carrying around a bunch of heads. Yeah, and, yeah, it's a good point because th- that was very like some interesting highlights yeah. of the season. Were kind of, like I, I don't recall stuff like that happening in Jakara prior to that. You know? No, I, I mean, it's I mean Jakara's gone really dark, and I mean this past season, you know, they tried to you know bring some light, you know, back into it, you know. Uh, with you know the champions of the immortals tournament hmm. or challenge of the immortals, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, challenge of the challenge. Challenge the challenge <laughs> of the immortals. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, these are the the sort of the things uh, that kind of stick out in my mind. Um, as 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 I've said, I haven't actually watched a whole lot of the events as much. Uh, as many as you know, most you know fans from in Chikara 101 have, I'm sure. But I mean, so those are the few ones that really stick out in my mind as being ones that I felt were really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's those are definitely some really good moments. 
Um, I was just thinking, you, you mentioned Challenge of the Immortals is kind of Jakara kind of coming back around from being pretty dark the season before. Uh, what were your thoughts on Challenge of the Immortals? I know you said you didn't really watch much of the events, but what did you think of it like as a concept? Um, honestly, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty neat concept uh, for it to, to go all season wide. Um, the, the amount of work that went behind scheduling that uh, absolutely floors me. Uh, and I, I speak as someone that I uh, wrote uh, my own eFed for a little while, and I tried to do a smaller version of a round-robin tournament where everyone faced everyone at least twice. Right. And just a nightmare of having to try to figure <laughs> out how to do that yeah. without messing anything up. Uh, just, you know, it was cause, you know, me a lot of grief. So I can't imagine how they were able to do this, even with just 10 teams and with, you know, the concept that I've had, you know, that each, you know, that they could have two matches, but you couldn't have the same match with the, the, the team twice. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, so, I mean, that I, I appreciated it. I know that, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, some people kind of stink over it because it just seemed really long. Some people thought it was a little convoluted. And, but I thought it was really great. And it just, some of the things that kind of progressed there, some of the storylines that went there, particularly uh, with uh, Princess Kimberly, uh, with you know, Los Ice Creams and Jervis, I don't. None of us. I don't think any of us really expected, you know, these guys to go off and win. I mean, yeah. I remember having this. We having the discussion about you know what gave you know Princess Kimberly even the right to even be a captain of a team, yeah. since yeah. you know she hadn't won a single match. She had some great showings, mm -hmm. but she never won a matchup in Chikara. She had a couple good showings, and uh, wrestling is fun. Yeah, but and then she goes off and picks, you know, loose ice creams who, you know, have bear, who, whose win loss record is really lopsided. Yeah, uh, I I think a lot of us forget that at one point loose ice creams actually challenged uh, for you know the 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 the, the capionis. Mm, yeah. uh, so. <laughs> Uh, but that was like years and years ago. But, I mean, in Jervis, I mean, God bless Jervis. Uh, you know, the world's sweetest man. But you know, yeah, to be the world's sweetest man doesn't necessarily, you know, uh, make you, uh, you know, and, you know, gets you a good win win loss record. Yeah. Uh, so we were like, okay, uh, well, yeah, I, I guess the, <laughs> the crown of court isn't going to do really well, and I. I and so just to see the progression and just see them, you know, pick up steam as, you know, as time progressed, I was really floored by that as much as I was uh, with the, the uh, oh, I'm having a bit of a brain fart, but with, uh, you know, Coronado's team, mm. uh, you know, I don't think any of us really, you know, expected them to, to do as well as they did. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, we yeah. really saw. Yeah, cause, um, yeah, because I, I remember the discussion around the time they did the draft. Uh, the first thing we all said was, "Oh, uh, Coronado just drafted the Block Party." This yeah. Is okay. <laughs> Which I, I I just want to point out uh, <laughs> to people here in Canada, the Block Party. 
mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. But the European Bloc Party was a party that was trying to get Canada to leave or um, excuse me, Quebec to uh, leave Canada and become its own mm. uh, sovereign nation. So whenever mm. I hear the block, I kind of snicker because it's, <laughs> it's considered a bit of a joke here now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of times where it's like, oh, Quebec's going to leave. But I mean, but so, but now it's like, oh, you're part of the que- the block party, right? <laughs> Good luck getting your seat in your parliament now. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I thought, okay, these are, you know, a bunch of guys who seem to be loosely basing their gimmicks off, you know, members of DX. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, um, uh, sure. Yeah. You want to go off and, you know, you'll be in this. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. You guys are going that- to get killed out there. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I don't know. That actually reminds me. I don't know if you saw it on YouTube. Uh, our fr- our friends at the Chikara special, uh, Kevin Ford, uh, post the uh, he posts different like promos and segments. Right. On the, yeah. On his YouTube seen... channel, and he, I, I, I watched one that was the block parody trying to get into the uh, Scope Center over at Nofo. Kind of a, like you said, kind of a. Since they're kind of based around loosely around the DX, they they actually did that moment, and it was it was hilarious. <laughs> so if you get a chance, oh, well, I'll have check to go that out because I'll have to track it down. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Challenge of the Mortals was definitely very. It it was interesting to say the least, and like you said, with with Crown and Court, nobody really saw them having that much of a chance uh no and i i wonder how much of that um you know kind of got changed uh after it became clear that ultra matches black was gonna have to retire yeah i think you know there was a few of us who thought that uh we might see uh the arcane horde you know end up winning the whole thing or at least uh maybe take on the nightmare warriors in you know at the season finale and so that Ultra Mantis Black would get some a uh, moral victory over you know Hollow Wicked at least. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe you know maybe that was the direction they were going, or maybe you know they were always planning to to do this with uh, Princess Kimberly. Right. I could I could honestly I could see it either way. I mean, yeah. uh, without speaking too much about you know the outside world, uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know Kimberly has. I mean, this has really been you know. Her year, I mean, she is, you know, picked up a lot of momentum in her career. And so, I mean, in, the, in some ways, it made sense to me for it to end like this. Yeah. And, I, I mean, we've discussed this uh, on the forum, you know, all these uh, uh, encore matches that have been occurring this year. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, getting an encore match every night seems to be, you know, a little redundant after a while and takes yeah. away from the specialty, you know, the, what makes it so special and everything. Yeah. But I really feel that we are almost being prepared for what was to happen at the end of Top Banana where she was yeah. going to come out and cash in. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly, I think, you know, the, I, this idea of having, you know, uh, the challenge of the immortals, you know, the three coins, you know, instead of, that silly briefcase, you know, seems like a, mm-hmm. you know a great idea. It's much better than Money in the Bank, in my opinion. Yeah. 
even though I'm sure some people think it's a bit of a ripoff. But I thought, it, I thought, you know, great idea. I don't want them to do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm going to come right out. I do not want them to ever try to do this again because I, I think it was just too big. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, cut it down from, if they want to do this, maybe cut it down from, you know, 10 teams to say maybe six at the most. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, and, you know, maybe make it a, a half season or something, but don't make, base your entire season around this. Maybe, you know, have some of your lower card guys doing this. I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. There's definitely been kind of a lot of discussion of what they could do to maybe improve on the challenge of the immortals. So we'll see what happens. We know next season they, from what we understand, they definitely won't be doing that at least not next season. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, then again, I was hearing that they won't tour so much next season. And we, I don't know if you saw the news, but apparently they've, uh, Chikara just announced that they will be, uh, they'll be doing the United Kingdom tour again. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of interesting and, Particularly since they're going to be doing Anniversario in in England, which, you know, it's kind of uh, a little interesting that they're going to have their anniversary out there instead of in uh, in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's interesting because it's like, because I was looking kind of through like the, the history of, of Trikara, and I seen that in a few cases they would do their anniversary show over in like different parts of the States. Yeah, I, I was like, I was a little shocked at first that they were going to be even outside of the Philadelphia area. Until I was looking back, they've had shows in like Connecticut and Massachusetts. So, like you said, yeah, it's it's interesting that they're actually taking this big of a tour and making kind of centering it around their anniversario. So, kind of, I got one last question for you. Kind of the question I'll be asking everybody. And the Chikarmi, what would you like to see in the future from Chikara? Um, it could be as general or specific as you'd like. You know what? I think, you know, instead of doing something like uh, Champions of the Mortals, I'd like them to go back to doing more of the tournament stuff. I mean, uh, I King of the Trios is, you know, an absolute, uh, it's one of the greatest things ever. I, I maybe I'm in the minority, but I still think that uh, they did the right thing by having uh, Team Mexico win uh, the the tournament this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd also like to see them, you know, return to some of the other things like doing the the tag team Grand Prix. And I'm I'm really hoping they haven't completely abandoned uh, the Young Lions Cup. So I'd I'd like to see you know those tournaments come back up. Yeah. Um, and I. You know, I know there's been some talk about adding titles. I don't think they should add any more titles. What they have now, I think, is really good. You have you know the Grand Championship, you have the 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 Capionas de Parias, uh, and then you know bring back the Lions Young Lions Cup. You know, make that you know for the younger you know uh, wrestlers to go off and to do. I think sticking with that formula is good. Yeah. Um, I just I think they should just continue doing. Uh, some of the stuff that they've been doing, you know, I mean, just doing great storytelling with great wrestling. I, I've, I've you know, mentioned, you know, this a couple times in the forum, just the simple fact that, I mean, 
you take something like the Eye of Tear and just how you know much that little gem has went off and has influenced you know, Chikara. I mean, you can go back almost a decade now. <laughs> it seems like maybe I'm exaggerating a little, but you know, you know, and just how much that has went up and impacted. And I can't think of anywhere else where they could go off and have that much story flow and just, you know, be able to go off and to continue and just to make something grow and grow and grow and just continue and continue, continue. And in a day and age where we are, you know, have such short attention spans, you know, it, it marvels me that they were able to do, you know, have storylines like this that, you know, can go back, you know, seven, eight years and just, you know, continue to be, you know, impactful. And so I, I really like, you know, them to just stay the course and to do stuff like that. I'm really interested to see uh, what's going to come, you know, in the future with, you know, particularly with Nazo Ghul and, you know, the cult that mm, seems to be, yeah. you know, uh, growing around Hollow Wicked or was growing around oh, Hollow Wicked. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see where they go from there. I'm curious to see uh, um, what goes on with Archibald Peck, um, mm-hmm. who, you know, I, I'm going to go off and uh, uh, pat myself on the back as a film <laughs> man Tobin because, I mean, you know, Archie was uh, from here and from Winnipeg as well. There's a, a few of us. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that have, have done really well in, in the wrestling industry, not myself included, of course. Uh, but I mean, uh, so uh, I, I'm curious to see a, whether this means that we're going to see other uh, wrestlers that were you know, killed uh, find their way back in some way or not, and how mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Ar- Archie, you know,'s learning of his fate is going to you know impact you know well pretty much everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I guess you know, I, I, I don't think you know anything would can necessarily be called perfect, mm-hmm. but I mean, I could sit down and I could give you a list of you know ten to you know twenty things that I think WWE should do to go mm-hmm. off and to change yeah. to make things better. I could give you a list probably of twenty or thirty things for about TNA what they need to do to, you know, get better, including the get rid of the t- person on top. But I can't really go off and I'm not really that critical uh, of Chikara. And it's not because that, you know, I think it's absolutely perfect, but it, I think they're doing something right that I think, you know, WWE needs to do that. Particularly something they need to go off and tie Vince McMahon to a chair. You know, mm-hmm. tape his eyelids open <laughs> and make him watch Chikara for like a week to just completely grain it into his brain that this is what professional wrestling should be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I may not watch as much you know Chikara as other people, but I'm very passionate, uh, you know, for you know what you know they're doing, you know. Uh, so I, I just I want these guys to just continue. Just, you know, continue and to grow. I, I Honestly, every time, you know, when they do stuff like, you know, going to over to England, I consider that, you know, a huge victory. 
And, you know, yeah. I'm so proud, to, you know, to, to say I'm a Chikara fan when, when stuff like this, you know, and just, you know, if they could go off and just, you know, continue to find ways to go off and to suck us in and to give us those emotional responses like what happened with the colony at Top Banana. Yeah. Those are the things that I want them to continue to do. The things that I think, honestly, if they continue to do, you know, it's going to help them to grow and to become, you know, a bigger company. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, that's cool. Well, it's, you know, it's great. It was great chatting with you. Um, I want to give you, I want to give you a few minutes, uh, to kind of talk a little bit more about your, your, about your podcast, the Captain Fizz and Mask Guy show. Okay. Uh, so we are, uh, an amateur podcast, um, and you can find us on if you really want. Uh, we're on Spreaker.com amongst a bunch of other podcasts. If you really want to go off and to mm-hmm. check us out, though, uh, go to www.bizmashedshow.com. Uh, you can find, uh, I believe it's the first 25 episodes of our podcast. Uh, there's also a couple of YouTube videos uh, by my cohort, Captain Fizz, uh, telling some of his ridiculous little stories. Uh, you can also, if you like, you can, you know, check us out. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, and, um, myself under my, my true identity, uh, I try to go up and, uh, post, uh, stuff on there, uh, every day. So just look us up. Uh, actually, if you go on our website, it'll, you'll link you right there. You can follow me, uh, on Twitter at that mask guy. You can follow my cohort, Captain Fizz, at real uh, C-A-P-T Fizz, at real Captain Fizz, as he always says at the end of our podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Fizz Mass Show. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Fizz and Mass Show, but we haven't uh, posted anything on Instagram since uh, the Central Canadian Comic Con uh, here in Winnipeg. Now it's at, back at the beginning of November. Uh, so we're, I mean, we're definitely around. Um, we talk about a lot of, of geeky stuff. We've been talking a lot about Star Wars, uh, obviously, and just, you know, how impactful that is. We talk a lot about uh, the sci-fi fantasy shows that are on uh, TV as well as movies and about – we can't seem to stop talking about the Bane mm-hmm. of existence – uh, the Fantastic Four movie that came out mm-hmm. last year. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you can tune in and uh, every Tuesday night, uh, about 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, we go off and we, you know, bring you some of our uh, geeky gr- uh, silliness. Uh, as my cohort likes to say, we have comic flair. Um, mm-hmm. He tends to be, you know, the goofy one. I tend to be, you know, his straight man. Although at times I think I am probably the the sillier of the two, mm-hmm. uh, so you know it's uh it's a lot of fun, y'all. I mean we we laugh a lot. Uh, some people might think it, some of it's a little redundant because we do talk a lot about Star Wars and we talk a lot about Gotham. Uh, but I mean I, I talked to you know uh, about the experience I had uh, going to. Uh, Minneapolis for making a stand um, on one of our episodes. 
And so, I mean, I tried to talk about Chikara as much as I can on there. And I do bring up WWE every once in a while, but that's just because, you know, it's at times the bane of my existence. And I want to mm-hmm. go off and crack people's heads over <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of us in, in a nutshell. Again, uh, you can go off and check us out our website, www.bizmassshow.com. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Thanks thanks for sharing that. And uh, that mask guy, I just wanted to thank you again uh, for coming on to oh, chat with me. It's been great. Oh, my pleasure. This has uh, really been great. Uh, I, I Again, as I've said, I don't really get a chance to really talk, you know, about a lot of, you know, stuff Chakar related and, uh, in my life off the interweb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so I, I really appreciate you having me on. I mean, this has been great. Thanks again to that mask guy for coming on to chat with me. You can be sure to check out the captain fizz and mask guy podcast at fizzmaskshow.com. Be sure to follow that mask guy on Twitter at that mask guy. And thank you for listening to chatting with the Jakarmi. If you're interested in being on the show or in doing a written chat, Feel free to sign up on our website at jakarain15.com. And if you get a chance, be sure to rate and review this show on iTunes and Stitcher and let me know how I'm doing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CI15Podcast and like us on Facebook at Jakarain15 Minutes or Less. Till next time, this is Alex Jakarza, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you, Jakarmi. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Sorry, don't, I'm trying to not to, you know, have any dead air. Dead no, air, when, when we're doing, you know, this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, dead air is not a good thing. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Yeah.